Hey everyone, this is Christy Brent. Thank you for joining us for a podcast from Brave Love Women. Brave Love is a worldwide movement aiming to activate women in their catalytic callings. We believe that women have a unique role in shaping history and that Brave Love Women are women of solution, bringing breakthrough in family, society, and the nations. You are listening to a Brave Love Woman podcast. Thank you, God, that your love is immeasurable. Lord, I just thank you, Jesus, for every one of these women. And I believe, God, now for a suddenly. I believe, God, for an impartation. Breakthrough is at hand, God. Breakthrough is at hand. So we just rejoice in the powerful name of Jesus together. And all the women said, amen. Amen. Uh, Gosh, guys, last week, if you joined us or if you want to listen to the podcast, you can. Uh, We talked about briefly the spiritual gifts. But at the end of the spiritual gifts is what we focused on, that there is a more excellent way. And we talked about brave love is a love that is expressed, that love is a verb, that love is something that we actually do. That was our focus last week. And I'm going to rewind the tape a little bit to the gifts of the Spirit that were mentioned before the most excellent way in 1 Corinthians 12. But before I do that, I really want to address this hour because something has been burning on me. And Shannon, I just want you to pipe in. I've lost you on the um, on my, you're around. Oh, there you are. I just want you to pipe in, interrupt me whenever you have something to say, if, if, if something strikes you. But of all the passages in the world, I want you to go to Ezekiel in your Bible right now to chapter 47, because it's saying something about this hour that we're in right now. As you're going there, Ezekiel 47, it's one of the prophets, the angel of the Lord had led Ezekiel into this vision. And I want to start reading in chapter 47, starting in verse 3. It says, And when the men went out into the east with the line in his hand, he's going out with the line in his hand. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through, and the water came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. He said, son of man, do you see this? I hear the Lord saying, women, do you see this? Do you know the hour that you're living in? Do you see the signs of the times around you? There is an increase that is happening now. Do you know that I prophetically had pictures way back, like in the 2000s, early, like 2000, or in the 1990s. And I would ask the Lord, Lord, how deep are we in the river of the Lord? 
And I saw the water like mid shin. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Mid shin. And here we are in 2020. And God's spirit wants to be poured out upon us. First Corinthians 14.1. What does it say? It says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. But especially that you may prophesy. Why? Why did he say, especially that you may prophesy? And that's what I want to talk about today is increasing our gift of love through prophecy. But I want to do it through the lens that God wants to impart to you. God is expanding his spirit. Look again in Acts 2, 17 and 18. Listen to what Acts 2, 17 and 18 says. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I don't know if you've asked the Lord to have the, the gift of prophecy. But what I'm imploring to you today and what I am building a case for today is that you would earnestly desire and ask for that gift. All the body of Christ knows the sound of the shepherd's voice. We can get an understanding or an inkling or have a sensation that God is speaking a certain thing. There's so many ways to hear the voice of the Lord. But whatever your circumstances right now i want to address anyone who is in the back of their mind saying well i'm not a prophet maybe you are if the the, if the water is at your ankles and is going to be up to your waist and then you're swimming in it you're swimming it there's an increase coming we are in the beginning of this increase yeah. All we have to do is spiritually open our eyes and look at what is happening in the kingdom of God. The Lord wants to pour out his spirit on his daughters to what? Prophesy. And I just want to erase and just make this really um, plainly simple for everybody today. What it is to prophesy. Why the Lord mentions it so many times. What we run into when we, tr when we try to hear the Lord's voice. And what maybe discourages us? You know, it, it, when we started our ministry at Circuit Writers, we developed a language called a culture. We just decided that every teaching is part of the DNA culture. And we learned it from YWAM. YWAM carries cultures. The, the body of Christ, the kingdom of God, carries cultures. In your home, whether you're married or you're single or you're living with roommates right now, you can cultivate and carry a culture in your house. And what God is saying through scripture is he's saying, in that culture, I want you to hear what I'm saying to you. I don't want you just to talk to me. I want to talk back to you. I want to speak to you specifically. Isn't it amazing that that's what God wants to do? You know, so much we reference Deborah. We love our Deborah in brave love. In uh, Judges 4, 6, if you want to turn there real quick, 
I just want to remind you about the prophetic word that Deborah received. In uh, chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Then she sent and called for Barak, the son of Abinoam, from Kadesh of Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded? Go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor. Take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and the sons of Zebulun, and against you I will deploy Caesarea, the commander of Jabin's army, and his chariots and his multitude at the river Kishon, and I will deliver them into your hand. It is amazing to me in the simplicity of this story of Deborah and how many times we reference it, that the Lord used the prophetic to bring a solution to village life that had ceased. Village life that had ceased. Now, isn't that a little bit a part of the word of the tidal wave that we see coming, the tsunami that's coming? It's been prophesied by the church for 15 years that a tsunami is coming. What is the tsunami going to wash away? And what are we going to be carrying in the midst of it? And how will God's spirit be exploding in the midst of trials that are coming on our nation, trials that are coming on our family and on our friends, or trials that may even come on us? Village life had ceased. And in so many ways, so many ways, the life that we confront every day with the lost is life that has ceased. There is no water there. Think about in Ezekiel, this water level that's raising. What, it, what, the, what, was the, what does the water refer to? What is the water level? It was speaking to the coming Christ and the Holy Spirit and the overflow of his love. We're going to be swimming in it. And we're going to be swimming in it so much that our life will never be able to escape the risk of obedience to what the Spirit is saying to us. Part of that, what he's saying to us, is the manifestation of the gifting that his Holy Spirit is carrying and wants to flow through us. Okay, so you are equipped fully. You are embodied with the Holy Spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit is saying, I'm going to start to pour out my spirit in the end times. What does he mean? He means that I want you to want what I'm saying is available to you. I want you to want wisdom. I want you to want to heal people. I want you to hear my voice. I want you to prophesy. What is prophecy for? I have to say that I have a, um, at 12 o'clock, I believe, um, the module, Hearing the Voice of God from the Big Ten, went up. And this is something that you can study later. But it goes just in super simplicity. There's a part one and a part two. It just goes over everything you ever needed to learn about the simplicity of what the Bible says about hearing God's voice. But 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, But everyone who prophesies speaks to men or speaks to women for their encouragement, for their comfort, and for their strengthening. 
I, uh, we have a, a group me at Circuit Riders and at Brave Love. And, you know, all of you are probably signed up. I don't know how many, bless your heart, how many group me's you have. But in our family group me, we went on an encouragement frenzy. And there are hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of encouragements that went out over the last couple of weeks. We put a, a list of people to start the day, and that's the people that we were going to speak encouragement to until our whole staff was covered. And the encouragements that went out, it's so amazing when we stop and really think about why we value someone, how that is so, how it fills our tank. But as I was reading through them, some of them I just stopped. And I was so struck because it was prophetic. It wasn't just, I've observed you doing this and I appreciate it. It was like the spirit has shown me this about you. Someone had stopped to pray, got the word of the Lord for that person and prophesied over them. And it calls them up to something. When you prophesy something to someone, why does it encourage? Because it's either hitting a place of insecurity where we need to be built up or it's calling us up to something higher. It's calling us up to something that God declared over us that we maybe didn't have faith for. And the Lord's saying, have faith for this. I'm going to release it over you. <clears throat> I remember um, when God turned on the prophetic in our community, it was, I believe it was 19, around 1991. And I had not heard of the prophetic before that. And Brian just prayed in a different way. We were praying for our daughter, Chloe, who was three years old. And <clears throat> I guess that was a little later because she was three. And Chloe just had, um, she just had these bouts of sorrow that didn't seem to be rooted in anything. And <clears throat> Brian just said, that's not right. That's not the Lord. That, that it was like the enemy was just stealing her joy for no reason. And two days prior to that, I or no, it was the day, but it was in the morning. My right ear had started to burn, and it got so hot. It was on the borderline of, wow, this is painful. But it got my attention all day, and I didn't know what it was. I, I mean, my understanding of the ways of God, <laughs> especially in the ways that the Spirit moved, were really, really slow, guys really slow. I didn't know why my ear was burning. But Brian, when he came home that night, we'd put Chloe to bed and she'd been so unhappy. Um, Brian just said, I'm just going to pray that God shows you what's standing in Chloe's room right now. And we're going to pray for it and bind it up. He'd never prayed that way before. And when he said that, it was like God started a movie that I was watching in front of my eyes. I'd never had a prophetic picture of any kind. So this is going back, guys. You guys are all, I mean, so far ahead of us in your understanding of the gifts and understanding of, of these things. We didn't have internet, so we were isolated, right, back then. If you weren't exposed to a charismatic church that carried these things, you didn't know that God could talk to you and you could hear him. So what happened is God was trying to introduce something into our church and he began to speak prolifically 
And so the girls that I had in my Bible study at the time, one of the girls came in about a week later and she said, my ear is burning. So interesting that back then God had to give us a visible signal. You don't need a visible signal for God to speak prophetically to you. But back then we needed it. And the Lord poured out the prophetic over her so profoundly. But there was another girl who was her best friend who hadn't heard anything from, from the Lord. And she came and asked me and she goes, well, can I have the gift too? I was so clueless. I was like, I, I don't know. But she was relentless. She just, it was like the man who came to the baker's door for bread. She just kept pounding for that gift and pounding. And that is the, it's giving, that is giving us our first clue on how do I increase in the prophetic? How do I hear the Lord prophetically? And the answer is number one, earnestly desire. Jenna wanted it. Jenna was pounding for it. And the Lord just couldn't, he couldn't say no to her. And she ended up being a person that gave me so much direction for our ministry. She gave me words that are applicable for now. Over 15 years ago, she gave words for my kids. So when you are activated and you are not just speaking encouragement or just thinking you're saying something you think someone needs to hear, but you are speaking on behalf of the Lord, what is more thrilling? If Joy were here, I can hear her saying, what is more thrilling and fulfilling than that? Can't you hear her say that? But that comes to another really, really big issue is that the prophetic is designed to work in team. That's why God doesn't pour it out. The spirit pours out his gifts according to what he sees fit. That is how God distributes. He, he distributes in a measure that he sees fit to pour out into. And so oftentimes um, there's a lot of kinds of prophetic Oftentimes we have people that are the Cindy Jacobs of the world, whose words are, she's first of all, a national global voice. Not every prophetic person is gonna hear like, like Cindy. She was created for a time to, to awaken the church to say, look what's coming. Very, very directional. But think about how we start our prophetic and how so many of us start our prophetic. Sometimes it's just getting somebody's original design. An original design is such a great way to hear from God because you're holding a person that God treasures and loves so much. And in all of their uniqueness, he wants to declare something, attributes that they are carrying that maybe they have not even fully manifested or expressed in their life yet. Because the prophetic is always what? Calling up. It's calling up, saying, I have designed you specifically to be this, to carry this, to release this. Because why? What, women, just let's be honest. Okay. Honesty moment. Everybody come in. Everybody come into the camera. Okay. Honestly, 
are we tended to, to just think that we are just really so great? Yes, God, when you said that about me, oh, yes, Lord, I'm a prophet to the nations. I know it. No, it's hard for us to receive things over ourselves, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard to say when a real prophetic word has been released to you, that's me. I receive that. I don't see any signs of that in my life, Lord, but I receive it. Why? Because there's this little thing where we diminish ourselves. We just diminish ourselves. It's so easy to believe for, for this woman over here. We're like in a little Brady Bunch uh, grid right now. So easy to believe for her. I see the Lord's hand on her life so heavy. Let me tell you something. I'm coming in again, coming in closely. She doesn't see it for herself. Even when she's operating in it, she doesn't understand what she carries that's so unique. She's just doing what the Spirit is doing through her. She doesn't get how important it is. Do you know your leaders? That's why we encourage people to encourage their leaders, because they don't know. They don't know. And we hit different stations in life. And in that station of life, we might not have ways to express the spirit in the same way. But I'm telling you, life is producing in you moms right now a lifetime of treasures that you will spend in other seasons of your life imparting those treasures. Roots are just digging and going deep right now. It's like God. He's calling us deeper into the water. Come in deeper. Come in deeper. Don't be afraid of how I'm using you right now. I know you feel isolated. I know. But I'm digging those roots down. And you're discovering that river of life that is deep in the ground. The river of life is shaping you right now. It's shaping you. Mothers, we release grace over you right now. Your life may look completely chaotic right now, but all of the women right now who don't have children, we agree right now that there is a fresh grace upon your household, that you would know that you have been created to release the treasures that God is imparting in this season. You are not going to miss what God is doing. You are not going to miss what God is doing. You are building up disciples who are going to be soldiers in an army in the history of a, a revival on the earth. In this amazing sweep that God is going to do across this earth. Tsunami sweep. Your children are key. Your children are instrumental. You've got to hear the voice of the Lord for your children. We've got to hear the voice of the Lord for each other. We've got to hear the voice of the Lord for leaders around us. We are primed to direct people as Deborah directed Barak. I want to tell you what, Barak's name means lightning bolt. Why do you suppose the Lord chose a leader of the army and his name meant a lightning bolt? I'm going to tell you why right now. When our prayers go up, it's like condensation building into a cloud. In that cloud, in, in scientifically, there are little electrical fingers emanating from that cloud. 
that electricity is looking for a place to strike itself. And when it strikes, the lightning bolt goes from earth to heaven. The lightning bolt goes from earth to heaven. That is your obedience to the spirit moving and choosing yes and reaching for it and saying, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like sitting before the Lord, but I'm going to do it now. And that word that Barak received was like a lightning bolt to his spirit and it activated him. Do you know how afraid that army was? They were hiding in caves. They were so afraid. The Israelites were hiding in caves. In some ways, the church is still hiding in caves. And their reach is not what God wants it to be right now. And we need to be struck by that lightning bolt of the spirit to release what God is saying. Use our mouths. Love is a verb. We're speaking out what he's saying. And it strikes others like lightning. And that work goes back up to heaven where it first came through the, the fingers of electricity of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that remarkable? Isn't that amazing? Wow, I have really gone on in one breath. But I really feel like there are leaders around you, there is teams around you that is waiting for prophetic intercessors. And that has been one of the most exciting things about working with Brian, because he had an anointing to activate anything that he heard from, the, from, from God. It was remarkable to me that I could breathe a breath of, of something. Can I tell you too how many times I spoke something and I didn't have revelation of what I was saying? It's just repeating what I heard. That stops us sometimes from ministering to someone because you get a picture and you don't know what it means, but you know what? They probably know what it means. We've got to speak out those words and be faithful because the word is what? We test them. We test them. We bring them before the Lord. And we know what, what Jesus sounds like. We already know that it what encourages and that it comforts and it calls us up, doesn't it? That's it. So earnestly desire. He said, earnestly desire. We're going back to 1 Corinthians 14, 1, which was our question in the beginning, where it said, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. What? First, it says eagerly desire. That's a word that is called zelo in the scripture. And it means jealousy. Jealousy is a really strong emotion. We think of it in, very, in a negative thing that we don't want to be about. We don't want to be about that green envy monster. Nope. But to earnestly desire, it's so interesting that it's from the same root word, that that's the strong emotion that we want it. We want it. And he's saying, in first Corinthians, especially the gift of prophecy, he's saying, I want you to want it. If you have it, I want you to pray for more and increase in it. I've had the most amazing awakening in this time because 
I have journals of prophetic words where I'd write out a sentence and I didn't oh, honestly gosh. have revelation at what it meant. And then I'll hear a, a, a prophet like Bob Jones and he's saying, the glory train is coming. It's riding by us. There's going to be a great move of God on the earth and a million young people are gonna be saved. It's the glory train. And I'm like, wow, I just saw trains. I just saw the train coming to stop and we all got on the stop and some people didn't get on. And that was kind of the beginning and the end of the prophetic word for me. <laughs> so it just makes me want it. Lord, I, don't, I know we all hear in part, but God, there's more. Take me down into the river underneath the water. I want to get fully immersed. I will sit silently before you. I will ask the questions. I'm always so amazed that people make big decisions and plan things without getting a word from the Lord. How? How can you go into a tour stop or into a country and not have cleared the way? We're supposed to, we're supposed to clear everything out that the strong man, so the strong man doesn't come in and plunder, right? We're supposed to clear the way. We're supposed to ask for divine guidance because he wants to give it to you. He wants to give it to you. I had amazing prayer times. Uh, oh, I want to, I want to share one prophetic word and, and Shannon, I want you to pipe in after this example. Um, we've got so much, there's so much good stuff on this, but um, I prayed for a couple businessmen. It's been, it's been a decade ago and, oh, they wanted the word of the Lord so badly for their businesses. And so I prayed for both of them separately and got very clear words. They were so excited to get the word of God. They were so excited. They thanked me. They were so grateful. It made perfect sense to them, but they didn't implement it. And they both lost their businesses. There's a third businessman that I gave a word to. And I said, I see a train crash coming for your business. You're supposed to get out now. And he did not like the word. He didn't like the word and he wrestled with the word and he got mad at me for giving the word and he forgave me for giving the word. But you know what? He implemented the word and he ended up selling his business and he's a really wealthy man today. And the business that he had right now is down 90% and he's in another country. So who knows for how long? So it does... They, they all heard the word. They all were initially grateful for the word. But my friend who struggled with the word and was angry over the word actually did the word. And now he, he's sitting so comfortably with not a care. And I think it's, it's so amazing. It, you know, have you ever felt like you got a word for someone you just didn't want to tell them? I knew it was going to be hard for him. I knew it was. But it's up to him. We're the mail delivery people. It's really, it's all the Holy Spirit. It's all Jesus. The whole river is Jesus. The whole river is the Holy Spirit. 
The whole river is an expression of love. The whole river is us moving in the love. We're just being obedient to do that thing that God has called us to, to be faithful to it. I've got, I've got a little more here, but Shannon, um, I know you've encountered this in your ministry. I know that God has spoken to you uniquely. What strikes you as, as you feel the spirit? Because when I said, I feel like the spirit wants to talk about pouring out the gift of prophecy, you said, that's, that's exactly what I'm feeling in my spirit too. Can you tell us why? Well, just, just going back to just, I mean, I, I feel like we've exhausted it with Brave Love, the message of Deborah and who she was, but I was telling, um, just reading it over again and asking, um, like, you know, you, the Bible's alive, the word of God's alive. So it's like, every time I look at it, I see something different. The Holy Spirit's so kind to like always be revealing another part of his nature. And usually it's, it's, it, it's applicable to where we're at right now. So I could read something five years ago, read the same thing today. And it's, I'm seeing and hearing it totally differently. And, um, and I was just thinking back, like I was, I was reading back over Deborah again, a few, actually I read through the whole brave love manual again, which I would encourage everybody to do that. And it was so life-giving for me. It was like, it brought me back to, man, why did we say yes? From the very beginning, why did we, what is the call? What is God saying right now for this hour? And then I read back through the Judges 4 and 5, and I was telling, um, I actually wrote uh, Brian, and I said, hey, isn't it kind of crazy? I'm just realizing now that Deborah um, actually didn't activate any women she activated a, an entire army of men. And I asked him, I said, what, would you say that she was carrying a men's movement? And Brian wrote me back and he said, it depends on how you look at it. But actually she was carrying the word of the Lord. And I just, it just struck me like, whoa, at the end of the day, the entire shift for the nation for the next 20 years was because one woman had friendship with God. She heard the word of the Lord it was not a men's movement. It was not a woman's movement. It wasn't like, it wasn't for a ministry. I mean, I imagine how hard would that have been for her to give that word? I mean, we don't know. We, me and Brie were talking about this last night. How oh, long did she had right? that word? <laughs> Even being yeah. able to understand the timing. And, um, and, and it, it was just so interesting as we was just reading back through it, you know, that, you know, just that in Judges 4 or 5, you know, it actually says, and I, I read through this in multiple different translations, but Judges 4 or 5 describes Deborah that she used to sit under the palm. And then it, it reminded me of another time where I saw that, which is in 1 Samuel 17, 34, where David is at the front line with the army. And he says, he goes to Saul, you know, and they're, they're about to, to kill, you know, he's, he's about to kill Goliath. And it's like David has this revelation that he's about to step into his prophetic purpose in this moment. And as he says to Saul, I used to keep sheep. 
Mm. And he like, he understands that actually wasn't true. He was still a shepherd, but he had a prophetic understanding that he was about to step into something. And I just, I feel like that that's where we are right now. It's like this, even in Judges 5, where, where it says that the princes of Issachar, they came with Deborah and Barak, they rushed into the valley at their heels and I thought that's so interesting because the sons of Iskar were the ones who understood the times and the seasons, and they were the first ones at the heels responding to the urgent call. They believed the word of the Lord, and they were the tribe that responded. They were at their heels, the first responders, because they understood the word of the Lord. And then, of course, we understand that Judges 5.15, that when they obeyed, they heard the Lord, they stepped into they believed the word of the Lord, they understood the hour and it was time that when they stepped out, then the supernatural was released. God's power was released. God started moving the river and started doing all these things. Stars were falling from heaven. It was like the supernatural was released at their word and because they believed the word of the Lord. And so I'm just, I mean, I just, I want you to keep going, Christy, because I know, I just, I feel that this, it's what we were both sensing. It was like, man, we, we, we can't, it's like, until we really understand how important hearing the voice of the Lord is, and, and then that our, our response should be obedience, yeah. um, that is when the supernatural begins to get released. That's why the prophetic releases the love of God, because it's rooted in the friendship of God. And you, there's no, there's no, uh, there, it, re, it removes all of our motivations. <laughs> Yeah. Like it, like it purifies our motivations because it's rooted in our love and our friendship with Jesus. And then what we do with it is, you know, and what, what, what we do with it is our, it's our, it's our spiritual responsibility. And I think the Lord's as women in this hour, God's asking us, will you hear me? He doesn't want us to move on good ideas. Ugh. He wants us to move at yes. his word. Um, there was one more thing I was going to say, and then Christy, whatever you, however you feel, just to, to bounce back off that, because you had written something to me, Christy had written something to me um, about the maturing, maturing in the prophetic. And I thought, Lord, you, you have matured us, us, all of us so much. I'm like, how did you do that? And I was just thinking the only two things that came to me were one, one verse from John 5, 19, and then another one from John 14, 19, but John 5, 19 Jesus said, and we know that Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. He said, I do what I see my father doing. Yes. So we know what the father was doing when we look at Jesus. And then he said in John 14, 9, he said, whoever has seen me has seen the father. And so we know I mean, you almost don't necessarily even need a download prophetic word right. to move in obedience. When I look at Jesus and he said, I do what I see the father doing. And then they said to him, how are we going to know what to do? And he said, when you've seen me, you've seen my father. And so I don't need it. Like we were talking about the other day because we were, we had driven up to Waimea with the, the, all, all the girls that live with me staying in our tent and uh <laughs> and and we i was nursing the baby at a gas station it was getting late blake had gone on to drive back with the kids and me and the girls were in the car and i saw a man in a wheelchair trying to get across the street and he couldn't it was dark it was getting late and i was nursing the baby 
and just pulled over on the side of the road. And I said, girls, I, I think that man needs help. I didn't have a prophetic word about that. I know the nature of God. And when I see someone who's in need, I move towards it because I have the spirit of God within me. And the girls immediately were like, Bree was like, I'm going to go go over and get him. And Mass and, or Mass is like, I'm going to go. Bree's like, I'm going to go too. And they both went over there and they ended up sharing the gospel with him, ended up laying hands on him, praying for him to get healed. And he literally said, what do you say? Yes. They said to him, do you, do you, do you feel anything? Because as Madison was laying hands on him, his knee was literally shifting underneath her hand. I mean, wow. at the gas station, there's no one around. There's no one around. We are quarantined on this island. There was no one else around. They were moved by the heart of God because they know the nature of God and the character of God, and it moved them. They didn't necessarily have a word of the Lord. God, do you want me to go help him? They moved because they knew that Jesus would do that because he does what he sees the Father doing, and when we've seen him, we've seen the Father. And when they asked him, do you feel anything? Madison could literally feel his leg and his knee shifting underneath her hand. And she said, do you feel anything? Do you feel anything shifting? And he said, I feel my belief system shifting. That's what he said. And it was so powerful. I and mean, then we were so excited. We got in the car and talked about Jesus till, till midnight. We talked about Jesus until three for three hours. We were just so excited. And I thought, man, this is just like the nature and the character of God. That when I look at Jesus, when I look at him and I say, Father, I don't know what to do. I don't even know if I'm hearing you right now. I don't know if I have a big prophetic word right now but I know that you've released a spirit of prophecy for all of us, whoever desires. You know, I wrote this down. Jesus, he's, he's not, we are not asking him for something he doesn't want to give us. Yeah. I love Christy, what you wrote to me. You said, he's so eager. He's, he's so eager to speak to us. He's so eager to, to, to move us because he knows that when we get out of the van and go pray for someone, it doesn't just move his heart. It doesn't just move that person's heart. It, it aligns our heart with Jesus prophetically because it's what he would have done. And so that was just what was really hitting us just the last couple days, you know, that I get so activated when I look at Jesus, there's no way I can't be activated when I look at Jesus. Yeah. And if I don't know what to do, I look at him and I just do what I see him doing yeah. because if I'm doing what Jesus is doing, then I'm doing what the father's doing because he said in John 14, nine, when you've seen me, you've seen the father. Yes. Isn't that awesome? It's so good. I'm, I'm amazed at that whole, that someone would actually say, I feel my whole belief system changing. Who says that? That was an utterance of the spirit. Wow. No, that is so good. He is, he is, he, oh gosh. You can That's hear it in. Yeah, the question you had, you, you had said, like one of the things you had said, as we were coming to the end of the, of your, I was coming to the end of your email. I was like, how do we know we're here? How do we know that we're maturing in the prophetic? Right. I thought, Man, I know that I'm maturing, maturing in the prophetic when I'm moved by the heart of God. And because I know the character and nature of God, and I know what Jesus would do. And so then I check, Lord, how do I know that I'm hearing you? And I make sure it lines up with scripture. Is this something Jesus would say? Is this something he would do? Yes. And then all of a sudden I know like, yes, this is Jesus. Yes. He wants us That's to right. do this. 
He wants us to care for the orphans. He wants us to go to the nations. He wants us to adopt. He is speaking to us. Like it's what he would do. I don't need 15 confirmations. I can look at Jesus's life. I can look at his character. I can look at his nature. And that is how I know if I'm, if, if, if I'm, if I'm maturing in the prophetic gifting is it's lining up with the reality of Jesus in his life. It's like, it's always going to come back to him and what he would do and what he would say. And there are times where he's going to ask us to say hard things. There's no way I can't look at Jesus's life and not see that he had to say a lot of hard things. Yes. He was rooted in love. Yes. Rooted in his love for the people, his love for Nicodemus, his love for, you know, everyone that he went to when he had to say hard things is because he loved them he was moved and and then the supernatural was released it wasn't just because he was a son of god it's cuz he understood that when he began to prophesy and to call people higher and to say this is who we are it's like the supernatural is released that supernatural is rooted in faith yeah. you know the bible says that that faith comes by hearing and, and we're not going to get more faith by just having dear diary moments like Christy's been saying over and over again. We have to open our mouths because faith is going to come by what we hear and then hearing by the word of God. And so I just feel so excited about everything you're saying and so challenged too. I, I think that we can all agree on this whole Zoom call that God is looking to us by his spirit because he does... He, one of the ways that he speaks is through the word of God, which was your point. And he was saying, eagerly desire the higher gifts, especially to prophesy. I think we can all conclusively agree that God is saying that to us right now. So practically, can we get practical and just look like, okay, what does that look like for me? In It goes into detail in the document that we've sent on on the zoom call but i just want to look at a few of the ways that god does speak what you're describing is um here we we hear because the word of god says so that's what shannon's saying look the word of god says to take care of orphans and widows okay there we go don't need to hear any more on that that's confirmed it's the word of god we also get maybe you hear by a gentle impression that is maybe in the category of the sheep know the sound of the shepherd's voice, right? We all have a, get like general impressions of, of a way that we should go. It's kind of a feeling in your inner being. There are full on visions. There can be like in the Bible, they've described night visions where you are seeing something played out in your mind, but you're not fully asleep, but you see a vision. Or you just close your eyes and you might see some like consecutive pictures. You might see a single picture, consecutive pictures. You might see a rolling movie. It just depends on what the spirit is saying and what he wants you to understand. It's always so great to work in partnership. I just can't say that enough because really the, the gift is for the body. And so when we're functioning in team, I love it when I get around certain people that have, that interpret things so well, because I'll just pour out a, a picture and, and maybe have 10% of an idea what it means. But those people around you can interpret it and speak it. Dreams. 
Wow, have we been guided by some powerful dreams. Also, the enemy can come into some dreams and make them weird. If there's anything that's ever funky in a dream, we toss them. Because the Lord can bring a pure dream. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's angelic revelation. There are trances. There's the audible voice. Sometimes in scripture and people have experienced an audible voice speaking to them. I know that the, this is a strange distinction, but I have had only inner audibles where I heard the Lord speak a sentence, but it was in my mind, but it was super clear. It was, and it, he initiated it. It wasn't me asking a question. God initiated a sentence and I, I knew that that voice was the Lord and it was outside of me. Um, and he uses other people. Timely encouragement from a, you know, a pastor sermon, it, a word from the Lord, uh, from a friend that has heard something for your life. These are the different ways that God speaks to us. But in all these ways, practically, there is no way to hear without practicing it. You have to practice this and bring this into the culture of who you are on a daily basis. Asking the Lord questions, it just, it has to be just a part of your routine. And that's something, you know, we are adding things right now. The measurement of the water getting deeper is things are being added. So even the, the gifts are increasing. So we have to give time and attention to it, practice our gift on people. And how do you know if you are prophetic? You know you're prophetic because your words were right. There's basically one measurement of being prophetic. It's your word is even right. And sometimes it takes a long time for those words to pass. But oftentimes when you, you give a word to someone, you hear maybe their original design, something testifies in your spirit and with their spirit that it's right. Second thing is surround yourself with faith. When you are pairing with friends and when you are going to hear the voice of the Lord, you don't have to lock yourself in a closet like prayer time. You can pray with people. And when you are with faith-filled people or you are with someone who has a lot of faith that you are going to hear for God for them, the Lord just flows through that so beautifully. The Lord just flows when it's surrounded by faith. And I've been so intimidated to pray into some things that I've been asked to pray into. Even recently, guys, it's just, the Lord, I don't know. It, the, when God speaks, it, there's a, a faith transaction that you are hearing God and you're speaking out what he's hearing. But there's Brian right next to me, or there, there's Nick, or there's one of my kids, or one of our crew. And their posture is... You're going to hear from God right now. We know it. God's going to show us what to do in this situation. And as a ministry, we're coming up against stuff every day about what we should do. Because of finances and do we keep those offices? Do we keep them all? There's questions every day. There's questions about the send. We're going to do it online. It's just there's questions every day. Becoming a next thing is become a great asker of questions. And if you're not one who thinks of a lot of questions, be around someone who asks a lot of questions of the Lord. 
because it's amazing. And don't stop prematurely. If the Lord answers your question, woo, God said something and you're so happy that he's bringing direction or he's bringing clarity or he's bringing encouragement. Make sure, especially when you're asking directional questions, make sure you've asked the next question, the next question until God's done speaking. Because having an answer to one question might not equip you to deal with what you're dealing with. So make sure that God is done speaking. Ask the next, next question. So say we're asking, Lord, are we supposed to do Ascend online in Brazil? That's a great question. God said yes, right? <laughs> but we, we probably shouldn't stop there. Lord, what is our purpose online in this season, in these current circumstances? Why is all the world turning to look at Brazil right now because their numbers are so outlandish? What are you saying to us in terms of what needs to be spoken to these people? See, you just keep asking questions. You're treasuring, you're mining the mind of the Lord. You're mining, you're mining the mind of God you're, to get his full counsel on something. He wants to speak to your personal life. You're sitting at home. You're quarantined right now, most of you. What is he saying to you about this time? Do you have a word, two words, partial counsel, full understanding? We've got to keep asking because we are wading into the depths of this water. Another practical is we hear over and over in the Psalms and uh Shannon spoke to, to David and how much David postured himself as, as a leader and one who heard from God. And one thing that he repeats over and over and over, maybe he's reminding himself, but the Lord is reminding all of us that we have to exhibit patience. There are things that God speaks to immediately, and there are things that he speaks to over time. And sometimes we just have to sit in his presence and wait for him to speak. 30, uh, Psalms 37, seven, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. This one I love, Psalms 40, one through three, listen to this. I waited patiently before the Lord and he put a new song in my mouth. You know what I thought of when I thought he put a new song in my mouth? Two things, I thought, Judges 5 is a prophetic song that recounts what God did to restore village life. And then Deborah prophesied. And I thought, wow, he gave the whole country of Israel and the lineage all the way up to Jesus a new song. Jesus is our new song. The second thing I thought is I thought of a friend who had a dream for me a long time ago. And in the dream, she was watching my children and I was walking into a church and she turned to me and said, are you going to teach or are you going to sing? And I thought, wow, that's interesting. Cause I don't sing, I'm not a singer. No, no one wants to hear me sing. So what is the song? We're carrying the song. 
your original design and what God's calling you up and into now is the song of life. It's the message that is distinct to you that you carry. It's the gifts and the measures that he's given to you. You carry a song and the Lord wants you to release that song. So we've got to wait patiently in seasons for God to fulfill the word of the Lord over us. Some will be answered immediately. Some are off in the distance, but God's words prove himself true. They do not come back void. Uh, I got it. I got to say something about the example that I used with these businessmen. I think anytime you get people that are driven or people that are gifted or apostolic leaders, their gifting is so about what God is going to execute. Joy Dawson said the biggest sin that I see apostolic leaders functioning in is presumption. We presume that we are supposed to do this now, or we are. We presume that because I'm feeling something now, I'm to implement it now. The biggest thing that I've seen personally in regards to timing and personal words is I've seen people move ahead of God because their team isn't assembled. And I, anytime I see someone going wildfire on something individually, because they got a word from the Lord and it, it, it didn't work. It's because the team wasn't assembled because we need each other really, really desperately. We need all the gifts operating together. And the prophetic is only good if it lands on somebody who needs it, right? Gosh, guys, the prophetic is such mercy in action. It just really is the mercy of God that he would want to talk to us, that he speaks to us like he does. And I think we should close. We've taken our hour, but um, Shannon, I'd like to know if you have any other thoughts, but I think I'd like to pray together for the increase and for God to release the prophetic over you. And I'd like you to test it. I'd like you to try it. I'd like you to pray for someone and get their original design. Even if somebody, it's a great tool. You know, we, when we did original design, we didn't have treasure hunts in those days. It's a great way to build each other up. It's a great way to um, work with people that don't know God yet. It's an introductory thing. I was sitting on a plane next to Nick probably about six years ago. So he was maybe, I don't know, 20, maybe he's like 21. So it was a little longer ago than that. And there was a stranger sitting on the other side of the aisle and I see him fervishly writing. And I said, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm, I'm getting a, a word for this lady sitting next to me and her original design. Because God showed him something about her life. He doesn't know the woman. The Lord said, don't say anything to her, just hand her the piece of paper. And I just wonder how many people we've encouraged over the years when we've just been faithful to speak what God says in the quiet and declare it from the rooftop. So exciting. It's just so exciting. Shannon, do you have anything to add before we pray? No, I just, I want to just pray. I feel like 
I am so encouraged and I feel so challenged as well, just how simple. Um, and I, and there's like no better way to practice. I mean, no better time to practice than right now. I just did this even with my kids yesterday morning. We all, we just, we read the word of God together. I mean, they're little. We prayed. I said, hey, ask the Lord for one name and let's write that person a letter. So the first thing they got was someone's name, each of them. As they started to write the letter, so we're going to ask God's heart for them. Let's not just say, how are you doing? We're doing good, love, brave. You know, like it was like, what is God saying to you for them? So it's like they got the name first and then they just wrote the person a letter with something from God. I thought we should just all commit to doing that. Like write a letter, write a text, yeah. you know, make a phone call, ask Lord, Lord, highlight three names to me today. And I commit that I'll text them and write them. And as I step in faith, I believe that you're highlighting that person. Then I will step out in faith that I'm going to believe that what you're showing me about that person is your heart. Ask God for his heart. And that is the prophetic being released. That's what releases the supernatural. That's what releases people to be massively encouraged. And that's why the Lord said, desire this. Yeah. Desire this because Jesus eagerly desires for all of us to be massively encouraged and to walk in the fullness that he's called us to. And we need encouragement from one another to, to do that. God's created us that way. Yes. And so I just want to maybe, I'd like to start the prayer because I feel like what the Lord wants to do is he wants us to release faith that we are hearing him. And so does that sound good? Yes. And, and will you pray? Everyone off of mute and then we can all just, or whatever. You I want love to that. Shannon, when you pray for us, I want, could you release a hunger, yeah. a hunger over us to hear? I know I, I just want to give one example of, I was caught in, you know, when sometimes you just get caught in a misery and you don't know why you're feeling so much oppression and misery. This was so, Chloe is probably on here. My daughter is on here somewhere. And um, she was a little girl. And I had her pray for me and ask what it was. Why was I so heavy? And Chloe got the deepest download for my life. It's probably to this day the single most challenging word from God I've ever gotten because do you know what she said? I'm just going to tell you. It's so exposing. This little girl telling her mother, I see, and she, she doesn't know what she's saying. I see um, you sitting high on a horse. And I see Jesus, and he is walking his donkey. And it was like, the, the picture is, Mom, why are you high on the horse? And Jesus came into the city on a donkey. And it was addressing my pride. And the Lord used the prophetic for me to see where I was operating in pride. And so sometimes we get in a desperate situation and we need the Lord to release us in, out of that place. So will you pray that hunger over us and that faith over us, Shannon? Yeah, I love that. Just really quick, this very similar thing happened with Shiloh when she was younger. She said, Mom, I had a, had a picture when I was praying for you, and I just saw you running, and you kept tripping, and you kept tripping and falling. And she said, but you'd get back up, and you kept tripping and falling. And then I thought, that's really weird. We should ask the Lord what that means. And then a few weeks later, I was really frustrated about something, and I was like, everybody just whatever. And then she said, she went to her room, 
and she came back out to me and she said, mom, God just showed me what that, what that picture I had was a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, wow, what was it? And she said, it's your words. You're tripping over your words. And it was like the same thing. Like she heard from the Lord yeah. and it broke my heart and I knew it was yeah. Lord and I knew she was right. It was addressing yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So I just, yeah, that the Lord would really give us a teachable heart to be able to hear mm -hmm. from him. Even it's from our kids. Yes. It's like no matter how the Lord wants to speak, that we would have hearts that are ready and willing to receive what God's saying. Yeah. So that we can mature. Yeah. Have a mature faith and a mature understanding. Yeah. So Father, we do, we just commit these things to you, God. We love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we ask, Lord, that you would give us the gift of faith, that we will believe that you are speaking to us. You're so eager. We're not asking you to do something that you don't want to do. You love us. You love being with us. The moment we, we invite you in, you're waiting. You're eager. You draw near. You immediately draw near to us. You long to be with us. You long for us to hear your voice. And so, Father, we're asking today that you would give every person on this call, every person that everyone on this call is going to share this with, Father, that you would mark us with faith that we believe that we are hearing you and then that you would give us the faith that moves in obedience because we know that we're hearing you. God, we're asking for that today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Lord, we ask right now that you would release the prophetic over ears. Open the ears right now in Jesus' name. Lord, you told us to eagerly desire we pray, God, that eagerness would fall on us. Lord, we just pray you would meet us in this moment right now. We just pray, God, that you want a breakthrough for this generation, Jesus. It needs wise counsel. We need direction. We want to function, God, with your spirit hitting us like a lightning bolt. Lord, we just ask that you would just release your spirit over us, God, that we would be equipped with every good thing. I pray for the release right now of the prophetic gifting, an increase in hearing, an increase in our ability to be still, an increase in our ability to hear complete sentences. I pray, God, that you would give us wisdom and understanding into the things that we are seeing. Give us wisdom and understanding. Increase our understanding into the things that we are seeing, Jesus. Increase our understanding, God. We thank you for this river of love that you are bringing us into. Thank you, Jesus. You are covering us on every side. We thank you, Jesus, that your heart is pounding for those that don't know you. You see the crest of this wave forming, God, that's going to cover the earth. You know that people will be desperate. You know that there are young people right now so desperate. Lord, let us be your instruments. Let us speak forth your word, God. We pray to speak what you speak. We pray to say less of ourselves and more of you, God. We pray, Jesus, that you would humble our spirits and bring us into that place where we would just 
have immediate obedience in our spirit. Pour it out, God. Pour it out over women where they are. Burn ears, Jesus. Open ears, God. I pray, Jesus, that you would allow women who have diminished themselves. We break diminishment off of every woman right now in the name of Jesus and remind you that you were created to carry the message of God. You were created to spread the love of Jesus Christ to everyone that you come in contact with. Call us up, Lord. He is calling you up now. He is calling you up now, saying, rise up, rise up. Agree with me over what we want. Lord, we want to have your heart. We want our hearts to be broken over the things that your heart is broken for. We want to pick up and carry the things that you've called us to pick up. So Jesus, right now, we are saying, Jesus, we want to hear from you. Lord, I just pray right now, if there is a hindrance of willingness, if there is a place unsurrendered that has not allowed you to speak freely because you know it won't be acted on, Lord, we just, we just throw off every excuse. We've done many things, Lord, that we've been afraid to do out of obedience. So every excuse, every reason why, we throw them to the side and we give you, Lord, the liberty to speak anything that you want to speak, anytime that you want to speak it. And we just say, we are your obedient servants. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I just want to add real quick. I felt Lord, I just saw the Lord breaking confusion off and I saw it coming against a lot of us and actually in the same way, it, confusion to come against me where I thought I'd heard the Lord and it didn't turn out the way I thought it would. And then I began to question, was I hearing the Lord? And it created confusion. The confusion's rooted in unbelief. And so I'm going to break that off. And again, like Christy was saying, that like we release hunger, that that hunger would rise. That we, Some of us don't feel like, man, I actually don't feel like I'm even hungry to really hear God. I feel like that when we break this confusion that's rooted in unbelief, it's going to actually release a hunger for us to really hear Him. And so, Father, we agree right now. Just everyone just begin to pray in the Spirit. Father, we ask right now, but we ask right now in Jesus' name, this confusion be ripped out and cut off from every woman right now in Jesus' name. And we dismantle the lie of the enemy that we don't really hear God. And we dismantle the lie of the enemy that we're not really hungry to hear the voice of the Lord. Lord, and we just say, Lord, that the seasons pass where we thought we didn't hear you or we feel confused by things that you, we thought that you said or maybe it didn't turn out the way that we thought it would. We lay all that to the side we just completely remove all of that right now we say father release fresh words rooted in faith lord we ask right now that every area of unbelief that any of us have carried unbelief that we've even even where we have i see i see women who have been carrying words of the lord for their husbands and they and they stopped believing it because they didn't see what they felt god showing them for their husbands begin to come to pass father we remove unbelief right now in jesus name and release faith for us to see to say what we see 
and to hold fast and to believe it and to keep speaking it, to continue to speaking it over our children, no matter what we see and externally that, Lord, we hold fast to the word of the Lord because we know that you're speaking to us. And so, Father, we are coming into agreement right now. In Jesus' name, we all, we say, Father, we're standing in agreement that what we are hearing is from you and that we commit to releasing it full of faith, all unbelief removed, all confusion removed today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. If we could just have someone pray for someone else right now and demonstrate this to us. Shannon, do you have someone in your group that could demonstrate this over, over someone? Could just go on the grid. And I, I just think it's so important when we hear something from God to activate it immediately. Yes. Yeah, Bree, why don't you go? So you, so what exactly are you asking? You want Bree to ask the Lord for a word or something to encourage someone on this call? Yeah, why don't you just ask for Bree to hear uh, two things, how, however you want to lead Bree to pray, and just speak a couple things. We're just going to demonstrate hearing for someone right now, maybe a couple original design pieces. Okay. Okay. Cam, are you still on the call? I'm right here. She's there. I'm just going to pray She's there. Hi, Cameron. Hi. I don't... Um, just for everybody else, Cam, my sister was her nanny for, so I, I met, I met her once in real life, like when she was a lot younger, um, <laughs> but we haven't had any time together really ever, but she's from Michigan where I'm from. So. <laughs> All right. Go. All right. Uh, just, give me a second. just do that. Right. That's really loud. So I okay. All right. Lord, I thank you for Cam. God, I just ask that you would speak to me about her right now, Lord. Open my ears to hear you. Cancel every distraction or assignment of the enemy. I just ask for your heart for Cam right now, for her original design, who you call your be. Um, immediately, Cam, I saw a picture of like a whirlwind around you and you at the eye of the storm um, and you in the center of it. And I, it, it might be kind of cheesy because I think a lot of us know that it's like said that the eye of the storm is the safest place, I guess, in the middle of a storm. Um, but I just saw you in your life growing up, in your family and at your school and with your friends that um, there was so much chaos and, and it was so hectic around you um, and a lot of confusion and that the way the enemy tried to come in with um, lies and just confusions of, of different, even a lot of different doors around you to walk through. Of I feel like the doors are like actually the enemy trying to open doors to you for you to walk through of belief systems um, and just different options where there's a lot of different options for you to even of what to believe. And I saw the Lord like holding you in this place of peace and safety in the middle of the storm of all the chaos and confusion um, and that his hands been on you the whole time and that he's guided you really sovereignly and supernaturally through just key connections in your life and his just sovereignty over your life to keep you um, protected from selling out to like these lies of the enemy and it, even in your family I don't remember how many siblings you have or, or where you fall but um, as a leader in your family even someone following a path that not everyone in your family does but choosing to take the the harder path um, to choose Jesus and to choose the truth when there's been so many different things offered to you and so many so much confusion that you could have stepped into 
So yeah, God, I thank you for Cam. Yeah. I thank and you for God. the way that you've yes. kept her. Yes. Thank you, Father. Your peace over her and the eye of the storm for her whole life that you've kept her on a higher road, that you've kept her safe from confusion, that you've saved her from so many lies that she could have bought into, that you've directed her steps and guided her to this place. You've connected her to the right people and put a trust in her heart that was really supernatural because there was there was she had so many other options before her of things that would have been so much easier to say yes to. Um, to give into the world and, and influences around her, but that you put a, a supernatural trust in her heart to follow you um, when everything else said otherwise and everything in her natural circumstances contended with it. I just thank you that there was that hope in her, that hun to, but what if, like, what if it's, it's, this is all true about Jesus, like that, that hope that kept you to say no to all these other things and is going to keep you in the future. Lord, I thank you for your hand over Cam's life up to this point and moving forward that you really have raised her up as a leader in her family. And one that has now that she's said no to so many other doors, she's going to be able to show so many other people the door to walk through to you, Jesus, to the truth and, and guide even her family, even her mom and dad, um, even just that they would, her whole family would be reconciled to you you, through her life, through her influence and commitment. Um, to the truth, to say yes to you and to say no to the world. And so, yeah, I just thank you for Cam and her whole family right now. We just claim salvation over all of them. I don't know um, if they're following, if they're following you, but we just ask for, for salvation and surrender moments over Cam's whole family, her extended family and immediate in Jesus name, that you continue to place key relationships in Cam's life. um, Even to start, start Bible studies. I don't know if you're, where you're going to college, if, if you are, but um, I yeah, see you gathering like three or to five other girls that you're connected to over the word of God and over spurring one another on in truth. Um, yeah. Bree, that was amazing. What a precious woman of God. My goodness. Isn't there's a woman that's practiced her prophetic. Yes. That, that was really amazing. Uh, please do this in your small groups, guys. It's it, it's so meaningful and it, it means the world to the person that's receiving it, right? So please um, do it in your small groups. And the way that we like to start, if you haven't done before, we just ask for attributes that define that person. And then we, we pray, what is one thing that would stop them from operating in that right now? And that's as simple as it is. Today has been wonderful. Shannon, Bree, thank you for joining us from Kona. We're so grateful for you. This Zoom time has been like so electric because we know you're going to be here and because of what you have to say. So Lord bless you for doing this with all the responsibility that you have going. Thank you. And thank you women for joining us. It's such a privilege. We're going to have some creative times of calling out some of you to be able to share and join in the weeks to come. Um, This is just, this is where God has it. It's just really, really special. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information on Brave Love, visit bravelovewomen.com and follow us on Instagram at bravelovewomen.